Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School of Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globetrotten ADs. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globetrotten ADs. Uh, we're getting closer towards our winter break, and for Nick and I, our departure from Europe to head back to North America to attend the NIAAA conference, which we're getting very fired up for, uh, getting ready to go have some good times in the warm weather down there in Orlando. And meet up with some good friends and have some good PD, as we talked about in our last episode. And uh, really, really getting excited for it. So how about you, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's this week, and um, it's it's always a highlight, obviously. And uh, we're, we're glad to have someone we're going to meet in person um, while we're down there on uh, on the show today as a repeat guest. So uh, Nathan Whitaker, thanks for being on here with us again. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. We've we've talked. We've sent out WhatsApps um, that there's a meetup in in Orlando on on Friday at the Celebration Town Tavern, um, which we could talk PD about, I think, um, but maybe more fun stuff. So uh, that'd be great to have you on here and talk about something a bit more serious before we have a few beverages down there. It sounds good. And you know, if you have not, if you're watching this and you have not gotten Nick's WhatsApp invite. Uh, it was lost in the mail, obviously, and so just show up anyway on Friday night because we'd uh, we'd love to see you. So, and and I'm doing my best to get the whole state of Florida ready um, for you guys to come in. I'm excited to see, you know, and, and you guys. I mean, we've got folks coming in from exotic places like Poland and Thailand, and even crazy spots like Canada. So, um, so we're excited to get you guys all down here to Florida. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. I guess this is another one of those situations where we've come across where we've we've had people on on the podcast and we've chatted and we it's all virtual, right? But then eventually we get to meet these folks in person at some point. So I'm really looking forward to getting to meet you and shaking your hand and and uh, seeing how things go. Well, that'll be great. And it's funny when Nick said that, and then you followed up. I was thinking, no, no, I've I've met them and realized that no, we have not yeah. met in person. So that'll be great. But you have met so many people, right? So it's not just us. Like, we'll we'll talk about Ircos and and some of the other things later on. But there's tons of people uh, all around the world that I don't know, you've seen you in 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 action before. So yes, and tons of people around the world are actively avoiding having to see me in action again. So yes, it's it's a whole cadre of folks out there. But it's been it has been fun to you know why did we start this five years ago, four years ago, yeah. and and it's fun to to continue to interact virtually and then in person at times. And and so this has been great to to build into your community of Globetrotten folks and occasionally Globetrot myself. So Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, we won't. I, we thought, we you know, you should tell a little bit about yourself, but I'll, we'll put some links and, and people can go and find out and they should, they should, um, they should, they should check you out uh, the background of you because let's, let's talk about what something you organized just recently. Um, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe your biggest online thing since COVID um, was the art of playing well. Yeah, I, I did my biggest, my only since COVID, before COVID. Um, so yeah, I 
I had the, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't have a clear sense of direction the way you guys do with this podcast because I've had people ask me before, you know, what do you think about doing a podcast? You've interacted with so many interesting people around the world or folks you worked with in professional sports or whatever. But I couldn't think of like, why did I want to get on every week or every month or whatever? I mean, what was I going to try to accomplish? And and then I started thinking, you know, all these all these folks and then even well beyond the, the 15, 16 people who are on have all given thought to what it means to play well in life. You know, we we often talk about it in the world of sports, right? And what, is, what are the values we want to take from sports? And right. and you and I spoke, Nick, actually, you were a guest on there because um, I wanted to save Matt for a future online summit. So um, so I thought, well, let me get Nick out of the way. No. Um, but one of the things we talked about, right, is, is that if you don't, if you're not intentional about life, about sports, about whatever, at least give some thought to it. You can, you know, the values you're hoping to take from sports may not apply to life, right? I mean, if we let the kid get bullied or whatever it is, yeah. then they turn around and hopefully they don't turn into a bully. But yeah. the, so, so whether it's life, sports, whatever, I think it's worth being intentional. So anyway, that was the whole Perfect. point of this online summit. It was really fun to, to do and to have interesting folks like you. And I appreciate you being a part of that. Yeah, thanks. That was one of the most interesting things. It wasn't all about sports or it wasn't all about coaching or 80s, how to work with your coaches better or some of these things we do. It was really people from all over. I mean, a lot of sport, of course, background, um, but but talking about life uh, as a common common goal. So that was interesting. Really nice. It was fun. And, and, you know, to your point about crossover and the like, I mean, part of what you guys do, part of what I think a lot of us who have come from this world of sports, um, at least if we're thoughtful, and of course, you all are in pulling together the Globetrotten ADs and this network and and the like, um, is that these lessons, these things we're learning about team building, about leadership, about resilience, about whatever, are, are going to go way beyond sports, right? And so last week, I was actually um, on a military base uh, up in Virginia, speaking to the U.S. Army and their training and doctrine command about leadership and about the importance of mentoring others. And so I'm sitting there with an Army civilian at the table. There was a moderator, but then the other person who was on the panel with me, two-person panel, was the civilian equivalent of a three-star general. So they tell me that right as we're sitting down, right? And so I had this moment of, what in the world am I doing sitting here talking to the military about leadership, right? I mean, you got to be kidding me. And and I'm thinking, I've seen Patton. I know I know how it works. These these folks do leadership, right? And they study it, and they, um, and sure enough, we get we get rolling, and the um, and the other guy on the panel said. Um, you know, obviously we do so much in study leadership and we do all this, but but you've got so many other experience from different fields like sports that we can relate to and apply. And it's one thing to read it in a textbook and it's one thing to talk about it on the fields of combat, but you guys have done it in sports. And, and so anyway, it's a great perspective to learn about life, to learn about other areas to learn about. And, and you guys do a great job at that. So thank you. Just curious, like, what would you say are the top one or two commonalities you would find between, you know, talking with the military, high-ranking military folks who have a big-time experience in leadership and guiding people and in serious life and death war situations, right? But and more or school leadership. Yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, that was really interesting that came out um, as we were talking, so we're talking about 
mentoring and we're talking about humility and we're talking about some of these other empathy, patience, uh, giving people room to grow. And one of the things that came out, because I'm listening to this, I'm thinking this all sounds exactly like what we would say in any other environment. Right. And about halfway through, he said, look, the old army where we dealt with fear and intimidation and you had to do it because we said so. And if you didn't, there were going to be major consequences. They said there are tiny, tiny moments when that might apply or be helpful. But they said even on the on the battlefield, even in combat, following people through love, through respect, because you trust them, because they're people of character. They said that's the new model. And that's what we've finally figured out over the last couple of decades. And I felt, well, that's exactly what yeah. we would talk about in international school and on the sports field, on the whatever. I mean, sure, you can yell at people and get people to do things. And and I'll do it for a while, right, to make the pain go away, right? Whether it's emotional or whatever. I mean, right. you, you know, if coach yells at me long enough, I'll, I'll, I'll figure, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to be all in and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make the pain go away. But if you really want me to run through that wall, yeah, there are other ways to do it and you got to figure those out. So anyway, that, right. that was a great question. Matt, and I was surprised to hear that parallel and that they are being really proactive in weeding those folks out of leadership if they can't get on board with this new paradigm. That's it. Well, key points there was trust, right? Yeah. Trusting in me being the leader and, and getting the ideas straight and I, this is where we're going to go. And this is why. And you got to trust me <laughs> coming along with me. So that, I mean, we got to do it as ADs, even in, yeah. you know, in our school setting. It's a, it's, it's a big part of getting our teachers and our, our coaches on board with the, what we believe is right in our programs and how we want to run them and what we want the kids to get out of them, the impact we want them to have f from it and the gains they're going to get. So uh, that's cool to hear that you had that, that interaction, the parallels we can see. Uh, even in our situation as being abroad. Yeah. We have to almost do that every year, right? With new families coming in and new coaches come in. It's, you can't just, you know, rest on your laurels. Like, Hey, I've been here 20 years. Everyone knows I'm, I do this and I, you know, I care about people. It's, it's new every year. You got to keep, keep going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Like the person, like the elderly lady who get, gets in an accident, taking a left turn and she's like, wait, I've been making the same left turn on my house for 40 years. How does everybody not know this? Yeah. Right. You do have to, you got to signal it for every new group that comes in. Right. This is what we stand for. Here's our culture. Here's our values. Here are the signposts. Right. Yeah, totally. You guys have to do that every single year. Absolutely. I just going back to what you, what you said briefly, I think, I think the army needs to tell Hollywood because every time you watch a show or every time I watch it with my Austrian wife, she's like, why do they just yell at each other all the time? Why? I wouldn't listen to someone that yells at me all the time. Anyway. Oh, totally. And they even said to me, right? He, he said, uh, hey, by the way, to the extent you're out there talking and speaking, whatever, make sure people know <laughs> that this is not that what they see in Hollywood right. is not yeah. who we are now. There you so, go. Plug for the U.S. Army right here on the Globetrotting ATs. Who would have thought? There you go. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> so um, we enjoyed it. Uh, the art of playing well. I, of course, enjoyed uh, and was honored to be a part of it, but I enjoyed listening. Um was there a favorite interview, favorite moment, um, something you were proud, really proud of that stuck out to you? Um, yeah, well, let's let's set you aside for one second, okay, totally. right? And let me have it be the other. So, so for those who didn't catch it, it was sixteen speakers that I released over the course of a couple of weeks, me interviewing each one and just talk about what does it mean to you to live well. And so there are three of you that came out of the education space, although you were a crossover sports and education. And a number of folks out of sports and then a couple of uh, 
couple of musicians, um, so a wide variety of people. And and so there were a number, I thought that that just had really interesting, insightful things to say. And some of the obvious, you know, Tony Dungy, of course, was mm-hmm. great, and he would be an obvious choice for for some of the things. But one of the ones um, that really stuck out with me it was Brian Shelton. And Brian was the uh, former head tennis coach for the University of Florida men's team, and before that was the head tennis coach for the uh, for Georgia Tech, their women's team. And he's the only coach to win a national championship um, in Division One in the United States with coaching both men and women. So great leader, great teacher. But Brian talked a bit about um, introverted leadership and what it means to be an introvert and that that doesn't disqualify you from leadership, that there may be some things you really bring to the table. And I think Brian clearly does. Um, and things you might want to work to to strengthen. But he also talked about authenticity. And I thought that was such an important point that his son, Ben, so Brian has left the University of Florida um, to now coach his son who's on the professional tennis tour. And Ben, is his son is 20 years old and has risen to be number 15 in the country. At, uh, no number 15 in the world after his first full year on tour. So he lost to Djokovic in the semifinals of the U.S. Open and he won whatever the tournament was in Tokyo. I forget what that one was. And But Brian made the point that Ben, and so Ben is the opposite of um, Brian as far as Brian is stoic and quiet and thoughtful. And so you can never tell when Brian, you can never tell if you know Ben or his team or whatever is down or up or whatever just by Brian's expression. Whereas Ben is totally demonstrative. He's getting the crowd up. He's excited. He's He had the fastest serve at Wimbledon, the fastest serve at the U.S. Open. And when those things happen, he turns to the crowd and he does this, and um, you know, 147-mile-an-hour serve. So just incredible. But he won the, he won the tournament in Tokyo. Um, and Brian said, you know, I kind of wish he had lost. And I looked at him in the middle of this interview, and I thought, okay, well, this is not the time to say, are you nuts? What are you saying? And Brian said he was experimenting with trying to be more like me. And Brian had reached number 55 in the world. And Brian said, you could never tell if I was ahead or behind. I was just always thinking about the next point and whatever. And and, and he said he wanted, he was going to be quiet and deliberate. And he wasn't going to get the crowd involved. And, and so he did that for a week. And he said he won. And it was great. And I was happy for him that he won. He said, but he didn't actually play his best tennis. And I told him afterwards, you've got to be yourself. And I mm-hmm. think that's so true for us, whether we're competing, whether we're leading, whether we're whatever. You know, here in the States, we're always watching American football, right? And I've talked to so many coaches, so many people who are like, oh, I need to be more like Nick Saban, or I need to be more like whatever. You know, somebody who's just over the very demonstration, I'm mean, a great coach, right? I can't argue with the results he's had, but I'm not wired to be like that. And that doesn't eliminate me from leadership. I can still be effective. I can still be, but I got to be who I am. And if I behave like Coach Saban, people might follow me for a couple of weeks, but then they're going to go, you know, this guy's a fraud. You know, I think he's making this up. I think he yells. He's, you know, it doesn't sound right when Nathan yells. You're like, right. You know, I, yeah. I remember one day looking in front of the mirror. I was like 15. And I looked in the mirror and I was like cussing because I because some of my friends were and I was so I'm using words and I'm looking and I'm and I'm like everything looks ridiculous coming from me. And I thought, okay, there's just some things I probably can't pull off very well. Uh, thankfully, it's those. Uh, <laughs> but I think we've got to I think we've got to be authentic with like who we are and and how we're wired. So that was one that really jumped out at me. I loved Brian's interview when he talked about I wish my son had lost. 
in the professional tennis tournament so that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have behaved like me as much uh, well that's a great point because you know we it takes a while i think for folks to be able to get to know themselves as leaders and then to be able to trust in themselves as leaders right so i think the more you grow through that then you realize you can i guess kind of relax a little bit so that your true self can come through and if it's a matter of your personality that's and it, it's going to come through your leadership style um that's it's it's a what i say is like it's a, a niche thing you have to find i think through the process of being a leader and learning from mistakes and then learning from your successes as well totally and to follow on that you know there may be there may be situations right where i mean i may be teaching seven year olds how to play basketball right and so i can't be i can't be as interactive and like hey what do you guys think about what we should do after a made basket by the other team. You're like, okay, no, here's the rule. They make a basket. We take it. We throw it in. You know, I can't, I got to kind of lay it out for you. And I got to be, that doesn't mean that, that I'm a dictatorial type leader in general, but there may be times when I've got to be more prescriptive about here's what we're going to do. Right. And yeah. But to your point, Matt, I think it's, it's understanding that trusting that this is kind of who I am at core. And there may be times I need to be a little here. And at times yeah. certain groups may need me to act like this or to yeah. structure things this way. But but to trust that at the end of the day, I got to keep coming back to that center of who I am and, and what makes me feel good and what gives me energy and yeah. makes me feel like proud to look in the mirror and not use words I shouldn't use. Yeah. And the reason why you're there, right? The reason... You know, if you're if you're acting all the time because you think that's what you you're not, then you're not having fun and you shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. yeah. Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. Right, so what's next? Art of playing well went well. What's uh, what's what's in the hopper? What anything you can give away, or are you just looking forward to meeting us next week and and taking Christmas and everything off? It's you know, it's I forgot about Christmas. It's hard to even look ahead beyond NIAAA and the meetup at the Celebration Tavern, and um, and the Celebration Town Tavern. Did I did I tell you that that we that was like my farewell party when I was working for the Bucks? that we finished training camp and we all went across the street from the celebration hotel to the celebration town tavern. And, and then the next day coach Bruden um, threatened to punch me on the field, but that's, we're only going to, we're not going to say that story on the air. Um, <laughs> there, let's just say there was a misunderstanding um, and we got it all resolved after that. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. No, I've got a couple of interesting things. I'm speaking at the American baseball coaches association in January. Yeah in Dallas and, and it got me, it'll be it's fun. A big conference, I think, right? yeah. It's a huge, it's so eight or 9,000 attendees yeah. is what they're expecting. Um, and so they got me day two speaker two. uh, the UCLA head baseball coach starts things off and then I follow him 
And so I'm excited about that Great. and a um, couple of other early keynotes in the early part of the year. So super. So some fun stuff. And then I'd like to do, I don't know if it's going to be the art of playing well. It may be the art of playing well, colon, resilience or something. But I'd like to do another one of these where I talk to another 15, 16 people and talk to them about, you know, what are ways you've learned to bounce back? Because that's something that continues to come up. And um, anyway, I don't know how often I should do it to not exhaust myself. But these are really fun. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll be asking you guys uh, in Orlando, having done podcasts every week and rent, right? You know, what do you, what do you guys think? How much is too much? Or should I do podcasts instead of summits? But something like that. I really enjoy interacting and getting other people to share. Yeah. And I think the eclectic mix that you had was cool. Like it was the, the different backgrounds that you had participated in the, in, in the interviews was, was really interesting. So, and the themes, but the, the, the differences was really neat. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. And it was funny too, to hear like basketball coaches say, um, you know, I had I had somebody, one of the other speakers, say, "Wow, the you know, Katrina Moran from um, Saigon South International School." When she was talking about paying it forward and that you learn from experience and failure, and that you need to, you actually owe it to the next generation to share those things. They were like, "That's I couldn't have articulated it that way, but that's what I meant." Yeah. Um, so it is cool to hit to see even even within the panels to have people talk about. You know, that was really cool what that person shared from yeah. halfway around the globe or whatever. So. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that, Matt. Absolutely. Well, great. You mentioned a few things that I mentioned earlier. You know people around the world uh, already, ADs, because you've gone to your coast the last couple of years, as well as some other schools. Um, tell tell us about your experience over there and, and what it's like to really dig into international ADs and uh, work with them. Yeah. So it started, of course, with, with us connecting and then you and Matt having me on this. And then Chris Mott, um, who actually has a, a winter home or a seasonal home here in Florida. Um, Chris and I connected right before he moved to Thailand. And so then I started doing work with International School Bangkok with Chris there. And Chris then connected me with the Irvicos folks. And so got to be a part of, and I'm sure all your listeners know what Irvicos is, but I haven't tell everybody, East Asia Regional Council of Schools. They all good I am with that. Uh, and and being a part of that. And that's been a fascinating thing to be a part of. And the first year I went and worked with, it's primarily with ADs, but then had talk for general audiences as well. And then this year I did two for ADs and then two for for general okay. audiences. And and in fact, my last um, my last talk was my most well attended. You would think that though, general audience, there being, you know, eleven hundred people and only a handful of them are ADs. So, right. but it was on introverted leadership and and talking a bit about. In fact, I used to slide on Brian Shelton and mm-hmm. and uh, his tennis experience. But, um, but it's been great and it's really great to get to know them and and it's fun. It's kind of like, um, there are two parallels to speaking to the military that I have found um, mm-hmm. that you guys may appreciate or may not. And one is. Um, and maybe it's just maybe it's just me with my imposter syndrome, uh, which actually, by the way, I think a lot more of us have than than um, than we give credit to. That we get in some situation and think, "What am I doing up here? What happens when they pull back the curtain and see there is no wizard?" Um, I certainly have that um, from time to time, having come to writing late in life and speaking and all that. Sure. But I'm I'm showing up at this conference and I'm going seriously. I'm going to be talking to these educators just like I thought. I'm going to be talking to the military about 
some of these topics about team building and whatever. These folks have been running classrooms, running administration, doing whatever, running schools. And they do it in Oman, and then they do it in Hungary, and then they do it in Thailand. And I thought, these folks have a lot more to offer on these topics than I do, uh, just like with the military, right? And then you sit there and you find yourself going, you know what? I'm actually bringing a totally different perspective, and I've learned some things along the way. And it may be stuff they know, but they're hearing it with a different voice, with some different terms or some different anecdotes, and maybe something lands there. But I did have that. My, my wife was laughing. We land in Bangkok two years ago, 2022, we landed. The first thing she said was, um, you need to be awesome so we can get invited back because this is amazing already. And I'm like, we haven't left the airport yet. Um, and then the second thing she was saying was, because she could tell I was plagued with this self-doubt. And she's like, whoa, 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 you've spoken to the Miami Dolphins. You've spoken to ESPN. You've spoken to corporations here and there. And I was like, I know, but I've never spoken, you know, in an educational conference. She's like, you you talked at William & Mary. You've talked at Duke and the University of Florida. And I'm like, well, okay, but not international. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, now you're just making up something about me. So that was one. The other one was um, the acronyms that you guys use that are right up there with the military. The military, I guess, has your beat. Um, but but it was funny to be at the conference and have people throw things out and everybody nod. And I'm going, I don't, I don't even know what, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but it was a great, it's been a great experience and I love doing it. And so from that then, so from that initial work with ISB and then Iricos, um, now I've connected with some other schools, some other folks, and and just trying to figure out what makes sense. Because, you know, on the one hand, I would love to travel the globe and meet with everybody in person, which is so easy to do here in the States or yeah. easier, I should say. Um, but trying to figure out a way that makes sense. And maybe it doesn't, and maybe it's all virtual, but... but um, Chris and I came up with an eight-week, an eight-session professional development course, and it's everything from, and it's for coaches and staff, um, but it was everything from dealing with, um, you know, resilience, helping people change, helping motivate folks, um, and team building, and and so forth. So then I just concluded that last week with the International School of Alambadar. Nice. Um, Jeff Coops, who I met at Ircos, and then Bill Elman there their head of school who was on the Art of Playing Well as well. He was also a great interview. Um, and what was nice about Bill was that he would use terms and then he would stop and slow down and explain those terms for me. You know, Because I'm like, Bill, I only went to Duke and Harvard in the US. I have no idea what you're talking about. And so he would have to take a step back and and walk me through it. Uh, I know how you Canadians are, Nick. He explained them for all of us, not just you. So. <laughs> Bill always has a nice way of massaging massaging things through, though, so that it comes back around and makes sense. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, and um, and one of the other speakers. Um, uh, oh, I'm trying to, Don. I'm going to blow it here. Uh, but one of the other speakers said uh, to me that they thought it was beautiful. They said, and that was the word they used. They said it was beautiful the way t- Bill talked about canadas, right? This term I didn't know, but kind of our, as I understand it, and so. You know, you guys can correct me the way Bill would have to help guide me back. But, but you know, our footprint, if you will, in the world and how we're kind of learning and stretching and growing in our kind of our sense of who we are, but doing it in a way that benefits others and supplements others and doesn't run over others. And so one of my other speakers from sports said, I listened to Bill and that was beautiful. I love the way he laid it out, but that's something I want to help others understand. So it's really cool when when you get these folks 
from different fields, using different terms, different acronyms, whatever. And you're like, oh, I can totally take that and use that. So it's been a blast. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I love that that you have general sessions too, because I really, I really just don't like, it sounds really bad, but just don't like talking just to ADs and coaches all the time. You know, I mean, I really want to spread the message and talk to educators and, and, and bring everything together because sometimes we're in our, our little boxes and they're in their little boxes. Like what can an, an IB, uh, biology teacher, um, learn from a, you know, middle school soccer coach? Well, probably quite a bit, you know, when you put those two together yeah. there, there's a lot. And I think we need to connect those things a lot, a lot more than we do. No, no doubt. And I, and I understand the impetus to have, at least early in the conference, a few things that are kind of set aside for ADs. I mean, I at least understand the theory, but I really do think that as we talk about the integrated whole and we talk about the importance of extracurriculars, that if you want to continue to marginalize sports and the like, as as some do intentionally otherwise, I think you lose so many of the values and benefits and growth that can come through that, whether it's sports, art, whatever, trying something new, failing at it, whatever. I mean, that's the safest, that was the safest place for me to fail, yeah. right? I mean, the great disappointment of whatever high school sport I was playing or middle school sport and either either losing as a team or losing and playing poorly or winning and playing poorly and dealing with those emotions, right? That yeah. I was terrible. Um, we, you know, we had a- The next play, you do something great. Right. Yeah. That. Right. 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 That that there's going to be something that comes back around. Um, totally. I. Uh, you know. I. 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 Tell folks about the time I was playing an American Legion baseball right after high school, and I we played a doubleheader, and I had already committed to go to Duke, and and so I was going to be playing baseball, and so I was kind of feeling good about myself, and I went over six with six errors, playing shortstop in the course of this two, and oh. and it was. And, and I mean, the next time up, Matt, you know, so after, right, I get a chance to redeem myself, right? It clearly, because I've struck out six, you know, so it's, you know, strikeout number one, strike. Well, by strikeout number four, I get to the plate, I'm done, right? They could have rolled the ball up and I was going to swing feebly at it because I was mentally. Yeah. And so it was really hard to kind of, and I was not able to fight through it that time, but I had to the next game. And the next time out, you start to think back of, yeah, I really didn't, I was in such a bad spot emotionally and whatever. And I, I still look back, right? I was 17, 18, and now I'm now 54. So a math person watching this can do the math for me, 36 years or whatever, that I'm looking back on that single day. And it was so dreadful. And went, you know, I survived. Right? It was terrible. It was, I was embarrassed. I wanted them to, you know, take me out. And they weren't going to take me out. They were like, good luck. Go learn. You're going to figure this out. Um, so, yeah. So I think we learned a lot. And so to the extent, Nick, to your point, I really think it should be, um, you know, I'd, I'd, if it was up for me to, if it was up to me to set the rooms, even when they did have something, but the ADs right in the middle of everybody, so that, um, you know, I just think there should be that, that sense of, hey, we're all in this together to help kids get ready. All we're trying to do is turn out um, people who can learn and who are people of character and can navigate their way through challenges. And right, we were yeah. hoping to turn these folks loose as adults and say, hey, good. You know, good luck and Godspeed, and hopefully we gave you some tools. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've been trying to uh, get you over to a conference in our area, um, and we'll keep trying. And uh, but maybe the the connections, more connections you make, we make together uh, on Friday, 
um, will lead us to more schools and, and more sharing and bringing all those things together because yeah, can't can't get enough. That's for sure. Well, you you had me. You basically had me at yeah. the 2024 CISA, you know? So yeah. you've got it done. And uh, and my daughter had to decide to have a wedding that weekend. I know. I know. I don't want to talk about it. You I've have talked to her about eloping. I've talked to her about postponing. Um, you have another one, don't you? How? Doctor, is all you have another daughter. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, hey. Okay, we're cutting this part right Yeah. Now. Wait. Five could work because it might be here in Budapest. I don't know. That's the rumor on the streets, but. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Kathy, Kathy and I have been talking about 2025. So, um, because yes. Uh, Make sure you, you have a good time and, and see Budapest properly. Well, good. Good. And I thought I was supposed to say Budapest. Um, but I, you'll get back. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just really proud. I learned it was two different cities across the river. Yeah. So I feel like. You know, I'm such the knowledgeable American now. There's so few of us. Well, Matt only learned that last year anyway, and he's been there for a while, so. Let's <laughs> speakers. Okay, I can count to three in Hungarian. <laughs> you could order us all a drink, Matt. That'd be great. That'd be great. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, one other thing, as long as I'm mentioning it, yeah, please, as far as things please. I've done, um, is that I spoke, uh, I did a couple of sessions uh, for Kayak. The Korean American International, Korean Association of International, anyway, K-A-I-A-C, the Athletic Association. And um, so I did two sessions with them, and and those were uh, really interesting. One was just for athletic directors, Mm -hmm. and then one was for um, their student athletes. And so they were both virtual, and and so that was really fun. And then part of what uh, I've been doing with uh, Ulan Batar is that um, they have... They've invited me to come over next uh, September-ish. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was gonna be it was gonna be February, and then they caught themselves and realized that maybe that was not the time for me to do a lot of sightseeing in right. Mongolia. But talking about coming over in September, but waiting for a time, a weekend when they've got one of their conferences going on, where the schools they're in a new conference with schools from Korea and Japan and and elsewhere are in, so that I can talk to some of those yeah. other. Um, Students, athletic director. So anyway, I love that kind of stuff. This is not, um, you know, I still have to do the corporate stuff and whatever, and and that mm-hmm. certainly um, helps pay the bills. But I love it when I get to talk to kids or people who are influencing kids. Um, I really, again, just love being a part of this podcast, mm-hmm. of what you guys do. So I appreciate, again, you guys having me on here and letting me be a part of, of what you do. Yeah. Well, definitely look forward to our trip in, in Orlando and Connecting with uh, even more international school folks because there will be quite a few of them there uh, attending the NIAAA conference and and a little more networking and spreading the good word. So thanks again for joining us, Nathan. Appreciate it. You got it. And I'll be telling my Gruden stories then. We get along fine now. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globetrotten ADs.